Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the JRPG Report. My name is Dalton, and joining me as always is my good buddy. Hey, it's Team Retrogue, the Hype King on the Hype Train, friends with the Hype Conductor. This episode is full of hype. There is a lot of hype, my good sir, because we just watched the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth State of Play. And uh, I know you are particularly very excited for this. Um, I think it looks cool, but I still would like to play Remake before I dive into this because I know there are differences between you know Remake and the original game. And I'm only familiar with the original. so I'm actually replaying Remake now in preparation for this. And honestly, knowing that Rebirth is so soon, like I'm finding myself doing little weird things like looking out past sector seven into like the mountains and thinking it's not going to be long before I can go out there and see what's beyond those mountains. And so I know I said it last episode. I feel like this game is going to really be where in the original, the game opened up and you found yourself being able to do more things. Whereas when you were in Midgar, it was mostly a linear storyline, and that's exactly what Remake was. It was a pretty linear storyline. This game is anything but. Yes, the story's still there, but they added so much. I mean, I guess I'll start just by mentioning the fact that this is a two-disc game. Yeah, on, on PS5, nonetheless. On PS5. There is going to be some point in this game where I am going to get an instruction to take out the disc and put in another disc. Unless one of the discs is an installed disc and the other one is a play disc, which I can also see happening. Yeah, but then I don't know if they would advertise it that it's on two discs. That's true. They're, they're making it a point to say that it's two discs long. Like, it's in all the marketing. So... They want you to know that for a reason. This game is going to be long. Yeah, and it also, as you said, you know, they looked like there was a lot to it. It looks massive. Like, the sheer scale of it is impressive, even by Square Enix standards, in my opinion. I remember when I was younger, the game felt massive to me for the time period. Like, today I could get through it in about 40 hours and it's nothing. But late 90s... This game came out, and I was blown away. Like, you have to keep in mind, our previous experience before that was, like, Final Fantasies 4 and 6, and I remember uh, a friend of mine back then actually saying, Dude, this game is so big, it takes you four hours just to get out of the first town. That blew my mind back in the day. Like, wait, you spend four hours just in one town? It must be a massive town. Obviously, it wasn't that massive, but... You know, fun fact, um, I remember <clears throat> being a kid and going into movie gallery. And on the shelf, one of the Xbox games that was there, I didn't rent it, but it was there, mm. was the Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind. Ah. And the guy at the counter was like, oh, yeah, man, this game, <laughs> it, t it takes you an hour to walk from one town to the next and i was like wow it must be huge now being an adult i realize it's like no it's because you walk at the speed of a snail 
<laughs> because once you get your speed stat up, you can run between towns relatively quickly. Right. Yeah. And the world size really isn't that big, but compared to what we had before, it seemed massive. What a grand and intoxicating innocence. <laughs> um, but yeah, back to uh, back to Final Fantasy. Like, um, I got to bring it up. I got to bring it up. Barrett and the Sailor outfit. Tremendous. Yes. So Absolutely tremendous. Yes. Barrett in a Sailor outfit. So there are... Basically, a whole bunch of different regions that we were told about on the on the world map, and so obviously we leave Midgar at the end of remake, and we're not going back to Midgar because when you left Midgar in the original, you're not going back. So this game is pretty much the entire world map, and it's split up into. What am I like? One, two, three, four, six regions. And then the ocean is highlighted for some reason, but there's no information on that. So I'm very curious as to why the ocean is mentioned. Because there's a um, weapon in it. Yeah, but the weapon doesn't come until after after the events of this game. They're making a third one? Yeah. And I bet it's going to be four discs. Probably. Well, here's the problem. You have... Basically, this game is the rest of disc one of the original, which means that the next game is going to be discs two and three. Now, granted, discs two and three were not that big. No, they just um, were full of FMVs, which took up a ton of space. Right. But the meat and bones of the gameplay was disc one. And so I really don't know what they're going to do for the third game because they can't really make another open world game the scope of this i almost feel like this is going to be like the mass effect 2 of final fantasies because mass effect 2 is like the best one and so i think yeah no mass effect 2 is is the best one like hands down one and three are just the bookends two is like the meat and so i feel like this game is going to be the meat and I think the third one is just going to be closure. Like, it's going to be very hard to top what they're doing here. Um, but there's six reasons. Grasslands, which is where Calm is. Junion, which is where the military village is. Uh, Coral, which is where Costa del Sol is. Uh, Nibble, where, which is where Nibbleheim is. Uh, Gongaga, which I believe is where Wutai is. And Cosmo Canyon, which is where um, Red Thirteen's home is. So, and then there's Northwood, which isn't mentioned at all. That's where the uh, ancient city is, or the Forgotten City is. That's where the game's going to end. So, each of these regions have quests, and mini-games, and side quests. And yes, there's main story, uh, but there's a lot to do in between. Um, and even this map that I have pulled up right now, it shows like all the different types of quests that you, that you haven't done yet. And there's quite a bit. So obviously it's in the coral region where we're going to get, um, you know, Aerith in a, in a, in a bathing suit and Barrett in a sailor suit. So, um, I figure should we just take it like a little bit at a time here? Like... Maybe not a little bit at a time, but maybe uh, just go section by section here. I mean, I suppose so. So there's an opening cinematic 
and I, I'm just going to let it play without sound here. Um, and the big reveal here is that uh, Sephiroth is going to use the Black Materia to call Meteor. And so the whole game is going to be trying to stop Sephiroth from doing that. Obviously, Aerith is in possession of the White Materia. You still have Shinra kind of chasing after them. Um, we're looking at a scene right now in which uh, they're fighting the Turks. Um, at some point, you're going to run into uh, Yuffie and Kate Sith, and Red Thirteen's already uh, in your party. And, you know, Don Corneo comes back. Um, there's, there's a lot. Um, there's also these synergy attacks now, where the two of the characters can combine to make a more powerful attack. The one with uh, the Cloud and Kate Sith looked really cool. Oh, that was cool, because it seems like whoever parties up with Kate Sith to do a synergy attack, either a character ends up riding the Moogle, or Kate Sith ends up riding the character. So there's one synergy attack where Kate Sith jumps on Red Thirteen. And rides Red Thirteen, yeah. And and there's another one where Cloud jumps on the Moogle and Kate Sith jumps on top of that on top of him. So these are flashy. They're definitely not from the original game. I don't know. What no, did you think? Not. Uh, I thought it looked really interesting. Um, I'm still I don't know. I'm still torn about action combat in Final Fantasy games, but I guess I'm just gonna have to get over that. Um, so I can kind of tell you because I know you haven't played remake yet. You have the option to do uh, either menu-based or combat-based. So there actually is a classic mode. Now, there's also some other interesting points here. Um, There's characters that you more than likely are not aware of yet that you've seen in this trailer. Yeah, I figured he's somebody who's never appeared before. Yeah, I don't know who this guy is. I I think he might be related to the, the wispy things that that kind of showed up in the first game. That, that's what I figured. So, um, now if, uh, this guy here, his name is Johnny, and he's actually, he was new for the remake. Um, he's actually kind of an annoying character, so I'm surprised they brought him back, but maybe they're planning some kind of redemption arc for him, or he's going to be like that one annoying character that, that shows up across all three games. Mass Effect he's, had that, too. He's the uh, the annoying fan equivalent, or maybe he's like Stifler. He's a combination of Stifler and the annoying fan, but he's the annoying fan for Tifa, not necessarily Cloud. Makes sense. So it makes total sense to me. So they managed to uh, pull together some tasteful uh, outfit for Aerith and Costa del Sol. Yeah, I mean she shows a little midriff, but that's about it. Yeah, but it's not as revealing as say Tifa. Like we we all know that Tifa has fans. Um. Vincent does make an appearance, but from what I understand, he's not playable. Sid also makes an appearance, and from my understanding is he's also not playable. So they're just there to be part of the the story, and, you know, they're, they, they are fully voiced. Um, Sid has a bit of a southern accent, which I guess is fine. And Vincent has that dark, you know, my name is Vincent. My name is Vincent. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Okay, now do Sid. 
Oh, Sid? Sid's got a, a real southern accent. Yeah, yeah, you do it much better than me. But And the odd thing about Sid, so Tiny Bronco, still a boat, even though it's supposed to be a plane. They preserved that. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, some of these weird like mini games where they actually go back to original PS1 <laughs> graphics? Hi, puppy. It's uh, interesting. Yeah, that was my puppy, everyone. That's Lilith making her appearance on the JRPG report. Um, it It's an interesting choice, but I mean, I don't mind it. When I first saw it, I immediately, my brain went, Minecraft? <laughs> nope. That's what the original game looked like. Oh, that's right. You played the original with mods. I forgot about that. Yeah, but I mean, I've played the original original. Like, I, my friend growing up, Emmett, like, adored that game. Okay, so you've you've seen the pixel art style. Oh, yeah. And in a way, I'm kind of glad that they threw in that little nod to the original. Like, I think it's kind of cool that they decided they were going to go back to it. Um, mini games. Lots and lots and lots of mini games. It sure did seem like there was a ton, yeah. Piano playing, um, frog jumping, fighting as your old pixel pixelated versions. Um... Some space, like, shmup version. And, yeah, there's a lot. Oh, and all the minigames from Gold Saucer. So the bike game, the chocobo racing. From what I hear, the chocobo racing is not supposed to be as prominent as it was. Like, there's not going to be breeding or anything. Or if there is breeding, it's um mostly just so you can traverse the world. Like, it doesn't seem to have much impact on the racing. However, I could be wrong about that. And then there's uh, some extra stuff. There's so a bomb shooting game. Um, they brought back the Junion minigame where you have to uh, do the color guard stuff. You have to, like, hold the gun and you have to march and all that. Yeah, I and saw that parade. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, no, you have to... In the original, you, you go through that, but they... Of course, took that and brought it up to 11. Uh, Red 13 wears a Shinra outfit at one point, which I actually remember that scene from the original. They thought it was a big joke that he fit in the Shinra outfit. And here he is, like, standing on his hind legs, like, kind of... Like a Khajiit. Yeah, you know. Red 13 has wares if you have coin. And then there's another mini game where Aerith just full-blown sings. Yeah, it's like, like they put in the opera scene from 6 and 7. They did. It's what it feels like. Because there's <laughs> another... In that scene where she's singing, like, Cloud is wearing, like, a hero outfit. So it is like they are doing a a performance. And that's all new. Like, I don't even know when that comes into play in this game. So that's just something else. Like, that's really neat. And, of course, like, I think part of what I like about this is they're not just staying in their same outfits. Like, they're wearing what's appropriate for the part of the world that they are in. So, when they're at Costa del Sol, they're wearing beach outfits. Yeah. Very exciting, right, puppy? So, a uh, couple more announcements. Uh, there is going to be, of course, a performance mode and a graphics mode. Uh, they made it a point to say that because this is a PS5 exclusive that they are pulling out all the stops as far as PlayStation games go. 
Uh, but as far as PS5 goes, so like for example, you uh you can hit either a performance or graphics mode. You can play at 60 frames per second, or you can prioritize the 4K resolution. Um, apparently there's also, like, spatial audio support if you have the PlayStation headphones, and they threw in, uh, PS5 controller support hat with haptics and motion and all that. Stuff that they couldn't do in the original remake because it originally came out for PS4, and then they eventually made an enhanced version for PS5. So, that's what I'm playing through now is the, is the enhanced version. So, uh, yeah, sorry, I'm dealing with the puppy. No, that's fine. I'm just trying to... There might be a couple moments of silence you might have to... Uh... Yeah, truncate silence. Take it. I'll worry about it. Yeah, okay. No worries. Don't even get to mention it. Oh, okay. Ow, stop. <laughs> oh, the puppy's excited for the for rebirth. She's so excited that she just can't stop chewing on me. Oh, is that what she's doing? She wants to play. Ah, so. uh, alright. Well, in that case, we got to wrap things up for the puppy um couple other things you want me to talk about the music beautiful as always they made it a point to say that they redid all the music and it's uh it's a good uh 400 tracks that they said they were gonna that they had worked on for this um decision making uh character relationships and the character relationships are going to determine who you end up dating in the Gold Saucer, which that's all from the original game. Um, as a matter of fact, like the original game had a very kind of, I don't want to say ninja, but it was a very stealthy uh, romance system where you either ended up with Tifa or Aerith or even... Uh, you could end up with Barrett or Yuffie or I don't think you could end up with Red Thir- 13 in the original, but you could end up with Barrett uh, and Yuffie. Yeah, she's dark. I, I don't remember. Yeah, she's driving me crazy. Yeah. <sighs> Where were we? Everything okay now? Yeah, we'll see. I took her oh. outside, so we'll see. Oh, okay. Um, I think we were talking about relationships. Uh, I, uh, like, I oh, yeah, the- we were... Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, I remember in the uh, the first game, I think I ended up going on a date with Tifa. Most people do, because I think it just happens, like, some of the more natural decisions you make in the original just tend to have you gravitate toward Tifa, but um, I always ended up with Aerith. So, because I played that game way later in life, I knew what was coming, so I didn't focus on Aerith very much at all. Ah, uh, yeah valid to me she's a disposable character and that's 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 a shame even though i do appreciate her character in the game i know she's gonna die spoilers for a 30 year old game or 25 year old game however old it is now but eh, i know it's coming is it coming in this game though no in this one i'm not sure this one i'm not sure they're really going out of their way to make it gray but yet they show a scene where they show a couple of scenes, actually. One where Zack, of all people, is... I'm here, Aerith. Yeah. My hair is dark. I'm like and... Cloud, but goth. <laughs> I'm a goth cloud. I'm a, a goth. goth cloud. How can you kill a goth? 
I believe a goth cloud is a rain cloud, my good sir. Well, damn it. <laughs> um, but then there's another scene where Zack shows up to Sephiroth, and Sephiroth is like, no, not you. Like, completely surprised to see him. Zack's supposed, supposed to be, to be dead. Zack is supposed to be dead. Yeah. So. That much I remember. Yeah. Um, there, I, I mean, I guess because you saw Zack in the, in the trailer here, it's not much of a spoiler, but you do see Zack in, in remake at some point. I remember hearing, uh, the final, not the final fantasy guys, the factory sealed guys talking about that when they were playing through remake. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, there is a, there is a Zack appearance. So they, they seem to be going with it. So we don't know how or why they're going with it that way. Um, I'm guessing we'll find out at at the end of Rebirth. Um, so last announcement. Did we, uh, oh, yeah, no, we, I guess we can't talk about everything, but there is also a, a grid for like improving synergy abilities that they, they didn't really touch on that much on it. Just with experience, you can upgrade it. It's a sphere grid from Final Fantasy X. Let's be, let's be real. That's basically all it is. Um, so the final announcement is that there is a demo. Demo available today. 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 Hey, 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 hey. I, I wonder if that's simultaneously worldwide, because today over there is tomorrow here. Mm, that's a good point. And I'm not, I, I, gotta, I guess I'll check my PS5 at the end. But either way, when you're by the time you all fine listeners are listening to this, then there will be a demo. There you go. There will be a demo. Um, The demo is the flashback with Cloud and Sephiroth. And they specifically said you can play as Cloud and Sephiroth. Yeah. I have questions. I have questions. The demo has answers. Is the demo going to be how you experience the flashback or is the flashback going to be in the game it's a good question because my thought process was that rebirth was going to start with the flashback it might be one of the things where you play through the the opening hours of the game and then you can carry your save over or something you know that's possible so obviously it's not something that i want to play right now as hyped as i am for rebirth as i'm still making my way through remake so if there's a gap between when I beat Remake and when Rebirth comes out, then I'll hit up this demo. But if not, then I'm just going to jump right into Rebirth and hope that that flashback is there. If not, I'm going to have to go back and play a demo. Uh, I would recommend going ahead and installing the demo in case mm. they pull it for some reason. You'll still have it on your system to play. That's actually a valid point. Just in case. And if you load up the, the uh, your, if you load up Rebirth and that's the beginning part of the game, then you're going to be like, oh, I don't need the demo anymore. I don't need the demo anymore. Yeah. Because you don't want one of those idea. situations where like, oh, I can always install PT again. PT. Uh, on PS4, that horror game that Kojima did, it was going to be the new Silent Hill. It was a playable teaser uh... called PT. Uh, go look up. Not right now, but whenever you get the chance, and listeners, you can do this as well. Go look up on eBay and Amazon PlayStation 4s that have PT installed on it. Oh, wow. They got to be astronomical. They're super expensive. There's apparently a Godzilla game that is a terrible, terrible, terrible PS4 game. But because due to licensing, it got removed from the digital storefront. You can only play it if you have a physical copy, which means that the physical copies are... Well, true to roof. 
Yeah. Well, like, into into the two hundred mark. Didn't that happen with was it Deadpool for the PS3? I think I got pulled from the store like two different times. Ubisoft's uh, remake of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Turtles in Time, due to licensing, got pulled. So my Xbox 360 has that game installed on it, and I'm keeping that sucker. Ah, uh, yeah, I didn't even know that that was a thing. So that that tells you yeah. anything at all? Yeah, no. So you're right about the demo. Uh, go download it, even if you don't plan on playing it. If this particular content is not in the original game, which I'm pretty sure it will be, then at least you have that demo to fall back on. Yes, sir. Mm. So, um, I so just my quick overview because I'm sorry I've been dealing with the puppy most of this episode, so I've been real quiet. Uh, it looks beautiful. It looks massive. Um, I feel like this is going to satisfy all of the Final Fantasy fans out there who have been waiting for this. Uh, but I still haven't played Remake, so I would like to do that first. So I'm in no rush for this, but I am very excited for you guys to finally get this experience. It sounds like uh, Rema- Rebirth is going to be an exclusive until May, and then and I want these. I just I was gonna say I want these to go well, like these Final Fantasy VII ones, because then they'll probably redo Final Fantasy IX, and it's like or eight. okay, well. It will, I think they'll do nine before eight. You think just, so? Just a hunker and feeling. Eight's the black sheep of that trilogy of games. Yeah. Uh, and I would like to see Final Fantasy VIII get this treatment by the time I'm 50. <laughs> I'm going to give them 18 years. Am I even going to be playing video games when you're 50? I'm 32. I'm 42. So when I'm 50, you'll be 60. So mm-hmm. I would hope so. Unless you just lose your drive for it for some reason or another. I mean, I don't intend to ever stop playing video games, but I was thinking in like 20 years, I think the way we play video games is going to be completely different. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll like jack into a a system and it'll be like Sword Art Online. Listen, if that's true, that might be a decent way to die. I mean, unless you can just upload your consciousness to the, the Ethernet. That'd be even better. And then I could just live up my life as a digital hero. Yeah, man. It's like, man, just put my brain in a jar so I just think I'm alive in this right? game. Now we just got morbid. Well, considering where this game is going to end is going to potentially end in death, I guess it's a topical conversation. It is an apt one, my good sir. Uh, let, me, so. let me pull up the little notes that I have. Oh, I do plan on starting persona 3 i loaded it up earlier but then i forgot it there was something i wanted to do in pal world so i closed out of it but i'm going to play some of it tonight before i go to bed persona tree reload you are way further ahead in pal world than i am oh my single player world yeah i've been going ham dude yeah i'm not been going as ham because i've been uh played remake but whenever i don't feel like playing remake i load up pal world and i just screw around for a little bit it's it's a fun little pickup game like you can get a lot done in like an hour oh yeah yeah yeah. i uh i have three bases now i still have just the one but i think i found a shiny firefox thingy it was glowing when i attacked it and there is a little like sparkle like on its uh portrait uh, it might be it might very well be a shiny i don't know what their equivalent of it is i don't think they're called shinies but they're called luckies Oh, Lucky's. Looks like the flipped cigarette. Right? Lucky strikes. <laughs> Lucky. Uh, yeah, is there anything else that you wanted to 
talk about with this? Bring up? Uh, just that. Last thoughts? Just that I am ready for it. It's going to be a great game. And I feel like. My body is ready. Yeah, my oh yeah, my body is ready. Like, I'm gonna tell you, like, one of the parts about uh, the original Final Fantasy that I absolutely despise is the coral prison underneath the gold saucer that you get sent to, and even that looked beautiful. So, the only criticism I think I have is that I think there there's way too many mini games. And I'm not a minigame fan. I don't like having to do things under a certain time limit to get in-game rewards. It's just not really something I'm into. So here's the thing. Mm -hmm. They're probably not mandatory. In Remake, you had to do it, A, to get Chivos, and B, if you wanted certain gear or certain materia, the only way to get them was to beat that minigame. That's different. Yeah. That that's different. That's not still not required of you to do it. So like if you that's want that true. stuff, suck it up, Buttercup. You're doing a mini game. Uh get good scrub. Exactly. This is this is why Willie made fun of you on the last episode of Steam Machine. <laughs> and he won't even start Persona 5, so I don't want to hear it from him. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I, I'm hyped. I, I know you you've got other things you have to do first but i am i'm all for this game right now i'm just i'm gonna enjoy every second of it it may be my only game for like a good couple months yeah i'll uh, i'll buy a remake at some point when i have some extra money and i'll uh, yeah i'll play it in the background of other things yeah i don't know the problem with playing in the background of other things it's very cinematic i mean that's fine yeah. i mean i mean like what i mean is like playing games for the steam machine Oh, 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 oh! I thought you meant like playing it while you had like TV on in the background or something. Oh, I, dude, I always have YouTube going, but it's almost yeah. always I just have YouTube version of podcasts on, or like gotcha. something I, or a documentary I can just listen to, and then I'm like playing re- the game and reading subtitles, like retrospective and all that. Yeah, love retrospective, okay. love retrospective. Yeah. Longer the better. I'm watching like a six hour one right now on some anime I've never even heard of. <laughs> behind the anime so uh, yeah man uh, i i uh i know playstation access uh rob is super super hyped for this um i recommend playstation access as a youtube channel just gonna give them a plug they don't need our plug but i'm gonna give it to them anyway they're i'm uh, sure there's content really if you've listened to this episode and you are hankering for more content about this game i'm sure that is another source you can go to yeah, they actually they put up a video, I believe, today, earlier today. Yeah, earlier today. Um, that was gameplay that they got to play it, and they were talking about their experience with it and stuff. So, if you're interested, go check that out. PlayStation Access on YouTube, and so, Rob Rob's enthusiasm just comes through when he's talking about Final Fantasy. So, or Metal Gear, he loves Final Fantasy and Metal Gear. So, like, he's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> now you just have to get him to like Yakuza, and he's really gonna be a a Dalton well, fan. So. One of the reasons I love PlayStation Access is because I love each of the hosts for different reasons. Yeah. Rosie is super into Yakuza. Okay. Super. So you got you got Rob. He's the RPG guy. Okay. You got Dave. And Dave's into like the more uh, puzzly platformer style games. And every now... He hates horror games. Then oh, I don't like them either. Then there's Ash. Who loves horror games and loves making Dave play horror games on stream. 
Oh, jeez. And it's tremendous. Uh, and then there's Rosie, who loves RPGs and Spyro, and Yakuza is her thing. She's got a boyfriend list that's all these gamer protagonists that are on there. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. It's it it. They're a good group of people, and their content is really good. Do you have a boyfriend list? No, but I do. I do have a waifu list. Uh, it's not super okay. long, but I do have a waifu list. Is Tifa on it? No. Oh well, you know. She would probably be somewhere lower on the list, yeah. Mm, you know, for me... Actually, I couldn't even tell you. I mean, I'm sure I have one. I just... It's been a day. Yeah. Uh, I can't tell you who my number one is because that's constant in contention, but I can tell you that Vert from the Neptunia games is definitely on there. Okay. I have to say Tifa's kind of up there for me. I don't know why. Just because... I don't know. I've uh, known this known, quote-unquote, this girl for decades at this point. Yeah, and see, for that reason, I'd probably chuck Renoa on there. But here's my thing with games mm. like that. I don't ever know if the girls are like 20 or if they're 16. So I try not to think about it when I'm playing the games. I'm just like, <laughs> now, That's... Some, sometimes they're they're uh, stated that they're old enough. But like, you know, when you start playing like games that are more anime-ish, it, it can get questionable. And it's odd, but it's a thing that people put into games and anime. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I understand completely. I think Tifa and, and Aerith are safe. Let's just put it that way. Well, I think everybody in Final Fantasy VII are relative adults. Not Yuffie. She's definitely 16. Oh, I always forget Yuffie's a thing. Even though I always get her in my party, I always forget she's a character. Yeah, no, she's a, she's a thing. Part of the reason why I'm playing through the remake again is so I can... Uh, there's Inter- a Integrade? Yeah, I could do the integrade part with Yuffie in it because I kind of want to see that little side story before i get into rebirth but so do you have any uh final thoughts or you think it's time to wrap her up i think we should go ahead and wrap her up my good sir all right i think we've already doubled the length of the uh state of play itself so <laughs> well to be fair um there's like 10 minutes of silence there's like the 10 minutes like... of silence that's gonna get truncated so <laughs> If you would like to check us out over on Twitter, it's where we retweet all the news stories, or at least I try to retweet all the news stories that we cover, uh, at JRPG Report. If you'd like to support the show, it would mean a lot to me. Helps me pay bills and put gas in my car to get to work. Patreon.com slash JRPG Report. Uh, and you can get your name read out on each and every episode like these wonderful people. Jake W., Jordan K., Kularian, Master Loot, and Kana. Just a dollar a month will get you that. Uh, and you get uh, the episodes like ad-free and stuff. Uh, and any extra stuff that we do, we try to throw up there. Uh, it's been kind of dry with this new job, but I'm starting to get into the uh, relative monotony of it. So I should be able to start like carving out energy to maybe uh, you know, do a, do a Let's Play or something where me and you can hop on for like an hour and like one of us will, you know, play, and the other one can commentate, and we just have fun with it or something. I don't know. Something yeah, to totally en- engage down. a little more with the uh, the community. Heck, I mean, it's not a JRPG, but I think the Discord might uh, enjoy us messing around in Power World a little bit. Yeah, no, they could, won't. We could do that. But I was, I, <laughs> I saw like, that pause. Like maybe not. <laughs> well, it depends on what we're doing. But like, uh, I was thinking more like uh, some of the older JRPGs that uh i never really got a chance to play like um or you know any that you would like to do as well like i would love to finally beat the original fantasy star ah um that'd be fun time i've always heard fantasy star 4 is really good uh the star ocean remake star ocean remake would be a good time 
you know, Persona Three. But like, um, we could we could stream it in the Discord. But I would also like to record them and then put them up on Patreon as like VODs. Oh, okay, that's yeah. doable. I think. Yeah, you know what I mean. That way, people can kind of watch it at their own pace if they're not able to just like pop in and watch. Yeah, eh, that'd be fun to do. Well, yeah, we could get something together. I'm usually, you know, whenever you're in the mood, I'm usually uh, after eight. I'm okay to sit down and do whatever. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll hash it out. But yeah, Patreon.com/slash JRPG Report. Um, and if you would like to check me out uh, on the off weeks of this show, even though this week is an extra, so it would be this week, uh, you can check me out over on the Steam Machine podcast, um, where, frankly, this episode, we're probably going to rip apart uh, Super Noah's Ark 3D. Not Can't too much of a spoiler. Wait. but Can't uh, wait. <laughs> it's it's going to be interesting, for sure. And uh, Dane's going to join us for that one. And uh, if then... you... If you see me pop into recording with my mic muted, it's because I couldn't wait to hear how much you guys are going to tear this apart. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. Uh, explicit, though. So, uh, not safe for... Or, I mean, it is safe for work if you listen with a headphone, uh, but we do curse on that show. Um, just just a fair warning. Um, but yeah, that's that's about it. I would usually like plug Yavspod, but we're, uh, we're on an extended hiatus at the moment because we're both super busy. So... And, and doing doing two podcasts is is, uh, is enough, and then the third one, oh boy, mm. that, it's a uh, it's interesting. So like, I almost think like Gabspot is going to be a thing where when me and Jeremy like have something that we really want to talk about, we'll hop on and bust out an episode uh, until things calm down for the both of us. But do you have anything you'd like to plug, my good sir? Just the YouTube Team Retro uh, RetroHandhelds.gg. If you want to get into the Retro Handhelds Discord bit.ly slash tsmp discord if you want to hang out with me in that community and if you want to support on patreon patreon.com slash jrpg report i'm also in that discord i always forget to plug that yeah if you join the patreon uh you get access to the jrpg report discord where we hang out and talk about uh talk about video games it's a little quiet in there sometimes but uh everyone in there's a super cool person and kularian's always coming in with the weird translated rpgs and i'm like this is awesome because i'm always i'm always up for like new strange games out of japan and i'm just like give them so i'm I'm very happy that kularian does that yeah shout out to kularian absolutely uh well then my good sir um much like the one-winged angel himself who flies around he flies around the town get back out there and level up <laughs>